0: The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you, are you, not, are you not entertained? From the Pod 617 studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's Are You Not Entertained? Now here's your host, Ed Nathanson.
1: SAD dudes! I'm so excited to be back, and my mas holyish accent is possible. Because today, I know I say this a lot, it's a special episode, but today is a really special episode, not only because I'm joined once again by the great Dave Yaz producer, CEO of Pod Six One Seven.
0: What up, buddy? I am uh, very glad you didn't get eaten by a tiger in Africa. And and I don't say that to all my
1: friends. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Yes, there were some precarious situations I'll talk about in another episode. But the real reason, no offense, Dave, I am pumped for this episode is I am not only talking to a friend that I haven't talked to. I was an English major in college. Talked to in 20 plus years. But he's also... A, f- a really fabulous working actor in Hollywood now, and I can't believe I'm saying about th- about the same guy. But his name, you know him, you love him, Matt Bouchelle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how a you doing, man? How are you, man? Jeez, I'm good man. I'm I, doing good. 6:30 a.m. Yeah, I know. I, the I love you for to that. you here in Los Angeles. Of course, dude. I, I love course. it. I'm an early riser. That's Literally awesome. Really rising these days. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. you
1: know, to look as diesel as you do, I'm sure you got to get up early, <laughs> you know, put that put that work in so so Matt
2: checks in the mail checks in the mail dude. I'll send you that <laughs> right on right on so <laughs> yeah. so Matt let's
1: let's start uh, from from just like catching up a bit because as I mentioned sure. I really haven't spoken to you since maybe a little after high school or during high school it's hard for me to remember but what I do remember is is that you know and this is something where in high school you usually hang out with kids your age you know the seniors hung out with the seniors but Matt was that one kid that was part of our group <laughs> when he he was a year younger than us as a junior. But I hung out with Matt. Like, Matt was one of the boys. And, you know, Matt, I remember a lot of shenanigans, you know, some, some marijuana, uh, some booze, some all the no. other things that we did during high school. But, you know, I, I, I vividly remember. Right. <laughs> I love the sound effects. But I vividly remember, you know, just like I remember where you lived. I remember your house. But I also remember you being someone who, st- who really stood out. And it's incredible to me to see what you've done. And I'm going to go with that in a minute, but uh, tell me what's your memories of high school just off the top of your head. And even with me in particular,
2: (laughs) with you, (laughs) that's funny, put me (laughs) right on the spot. There was, I mean, when I, you know, we haven't talked in a long time, a long time. So we just, right, right. At least two decades so I just got on the phone with you. We said, what, 60 seconds before we jumped on maybe? So yes. So this is really, like you're asking me this to recall. So what do I recall off the top of my head about high school? I mean, you know, what I recall, first of all, I, lo- I loved high school. Um, some people have different experiences, obviously, with that. I, overall, I loved high school. I, I do recall something overall would be all the groups, which yeah. is very common still. I do re- remember all the groups, the various um, cliques um, that you that you were in. That there's a whole d- even within your grade, right? No doubt. And then the grade above, and then and then I hung with guys outside of high school. I ended up running around with guys that had already graduated. Um, so I remember the cliques a lot, as far as but but. It was a real because of the difference in the technology now. Like when I recall high school, I just, something that comes out like for, is always about no phones, no, yeah. it was where you meet. It yes. was, um, it was, uh, you know, you, you, like I was never home. So how do you get in touch with people? I mean, I, so I didn't true, get a pager until like I was 21. So I was well out of high school. So everything yeah. in high school was about, Like it was kind of instinct. You you knew where to go, and you looked for the, the action. You looked for where. Where's everyone gonna go? But there was no way to know that. So something I remember, as far as you and I, I mean, we have to get specific, but I mean, there's a, it's really vague. So I mean, (laughs) like I remember partying, bud. We smoked a lot. We did a lot. (laughs) We did. I ran with i ran with a lot of crews like a lot of people at different times yes. and I, I remember that like i i kind of um you know I, I wanted i enjoyed different folk different crews there was a lot of whether it was like you know boring and Shaf and klein and ween or it was you and troy yeah. and you know look think of tommy dean yes. and davy and like all the various Cruise, And then I hung with guys like Robbie and Grayson, Pettigrew, and those guys. And, yeah, I mean, I hung with different Irving, Charlie Gould I ran with. Like, for – I mean, we all hung – like, I hung out with a bunch of different guys. Um, So, yeah, it's very – I enjoyed the hell out of it. But one, like, through line I would say is, you know, when you – and it's still the same. It's just how much you care about how much everyone thinks about you. Yeah. It's, it was so – for me, I mean, that was palpable.
1: Yes, that was palpable. For you really—that me, I mean, was. It's so true. It's so true. And that kind of bullshit carries with you too. Like you worry, you know. And so that leads me very beautifully, Matt, because you're a pro at this. Into one of the things I wanted to ask you is: is as an actor, and we're going to get into your career, but as an actor, what people think of you is so critical, isn't it? I mean, how do you take that—that that stress and work it to to something that you're comfortable with?
2: i think i probably unconsciously went into it because i i i could learn that i don't, I don't think i was aware of it and i don't I, I remember being um into the arts like or acting i thought about that stuff when i was young real young eight nine ten eleven i, I was in a play at a church but I, I had no experience no one i never did any of that um in school or in high school it was always athletics
1: yep but i had a
2: little bit of a yearning for it but i think later on um i kind of messed around with uh speaking at schools i was involved after it was a period from like twenty nineteen or 20 to 25 where i was kind of running around massachusetts with the miaa and speaking at high schools i think winter touched on that a little yes early. yes with um, with billy billy phillips and new beginnings and um that was like for me, the introduction of kind of getting in front of people and speaking and holding my kind of being in in my boots, so to speak, Mm -hmm. to stand up in front of people and present in a way. And it was about choices, life choices, drug and alcohol awareness. And we spoke to kids and, you know, I was 20 years old, so I was kind of a kid and it it worked well. But that was kind of my first introduction, um, I would say, with that. So now, yeah, it's it's my job, Ed. I think of it now like it's my, my job. So when those, I still get nervous. Uh, I still get really nervous in auditions. I still get sometimes, and I still get. I've had thousands of them, but I. Uh, uh, it's my job. So the, the part of me now, it's like go do your go do your work. Don't don't. You, that's kind of where it is now. Whereas when you're walking into a basketball game, you know what I'm saying, and you're 15 and you've got to find a seat, and everyone's there. You understand? Like, yeah. It's different.
1: It's big difference. You're, you're consumed
2: with, man, i got to, you know what I mean? That, at that age, you're consumed. I had no skills. So to translate that now, it's my job. I go in, it's like I put all that away. All that, that right. nonsense that stands in the way of me doing the work i prepared, if there's anything that stands in the way of that, you push that aside. Get out of there. Yeah. Not, it doesn't belong there it's just my ego fear uh, uncertainty maybe i didn't do the work i should have i mean whatever it is you go you go do it yeah. you go present and you go be and you go be competitive
1: so as a complete outsider to your world, and I'm fascinated, and I've got, I've got so many things running in my head that I want to ask you, but I guess the first is you talked about auditions, and I'm going to get into some of the real cool stuff that you've done. Your IMD page is uh, pretty impressive, but I, you know, I, I guess in going to auditions, how much is it? that you're good or how much is it that they like you like, and is it a mix of both? Like, is it more, do I get on with this person? Cause I'm sure there's like, you're good. I've seen your work. You're excellent. But how much is it? Does the producer or the casting director like me? Or do I look apart as much as a good I am? Like explain that process.
2: Uh, from my point of view, because I've had, because I've had so much, um, regardless what you see on my page, man, the, the, the failure rate, if you want to call it that is so massive. It's so big. In other words, I get told, no, I mean, it's, it's, um, you, you can't, I can't, I can't look at it that way. I almost can't. It's like, you got to go through each wall and not look back at the wall. You just went through. Right. And it just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't serve me. So What they're looking for, in other words, what they're looking for, I don't know. I I never know. And often, man, and here's what I've come to understand is they don't know. They don't know always what they want. So they can see a guy with a full head of hair, and this is because I shaved my head, right? I I started losing my my hair when I was like 25, came out here.
1: Yeah, dude, we (laughs) have the same barber. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, we have the same, and
2: a lot of us do. A lot of us, do you get older? I'm in my 40s now, man. I don't. Have, I mean, it's been so many years. I don't think about that as much. But you know, they don't know what they want, and then suddenly I come in, and they go, "Oh man, that would be a cool choice." He was really so. The the job is to be alive. The job is to. The job is to take the circumstances that I'm given. Mm -hmm. whatever it is i'm a lawyer i'm a i'm a i'm a thug i'm a i'm a blue collar worker i'm a security guard a cop detective get in that circumstance go in and be a viable alive human being responding and until you go do it get up like know. until i went and had auditions i didn't understand how um how hard I was drawn to it, but I didn't understand the process to, to prepare material, walk in there and, and be you in front of, in that kind of pressure. You got two minutes, man. And they're looking at you like, "Yo, what do you got kid? They want you to be great. They Holy want shit. you to be good. It's, it's me. That's in my way. It's the, uh, it's, it's the actor that's like worried, concerned, how are they going to, So if I can, the whole point of this for me is I leave a room if I'm, if I was free, if I was free in there and, and, um, spontaneous, I'm feeling good. I leave rooms now most of the time because I understand the work that they're going to say no, even when I'm awesome. Most of the time, even when I'm awesome, meaning like I couldn't, (laughs) I couldn't have done more. I couldn't have lived it. I couldn't have been better in my opinion, or let's say, you know, however Long I had to work it, but often, most of the time, they're going to say no anyway. It's just how this goes. It's a look they want a guy with more credits. They want a guy more recognizable. They want an ethnic guy. That's a big thing now. Really, uh, and is I get it. You know, oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a real push for for ethnic diversity now, and um, I get it. I've seen the business change. You know, when I first started, I was running around with a VCR tape. You know, uh, trying to message you know, my, my reel, my demo, you know, to someone you can't, now it's a click of a, but like everything's <laughs> changed. Everything's changed. So a lot of times it's going to, to, like I said, it, it's not, there's no, it's not bitterness there. It's just a fact. It's a reality. I mean, there's no like, like, it's like, look it up. Right. You know I'm going up against, so if it's me, you know, a black guy, an Asian guy, a guy who's Latin, a guy who's half black, half white. Mean, I'm telling you, man, I'm looking around the room. Like, dude, they don't know what the fuck they want. They don't know what they want. That's fascinating. All I can do is walk in there, be me, be be on the, the way. I the way I do it is, and I have a buddy of mine that we joke. When I have an audition, it will be like, "Did you tell the truth?" And I'm like, "Yeah, dude, I told the truth." That's all I can do in there, man. Yeah, learn the material, study lines, and go tell the truth.
1: Yeah. Dude, yeah. that's and, fascinating I gotta tell you, because my line of work is human resources, hiring, marketing for recruiting, all of those things. And diversity, as I'm sure you know, is a huge issue in that world. Just to hear that it's now gone into the Hollywood movie world is fascinating. Like you kind of like blew my mind a little bit right there. I didn't think that was happening when because I imagine oh, roles yeah. are written yeah. for a certain part. But it sounds like no, that No, 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 no. No. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. no, that's yeah. crazy. All right. So now I'm going to fangirl out to you a little bit. Okay. And I'm going to, and I'm going to start right. to do the, do the, cause you know, I'm a huge pop culture. I love movies. And what you do is like my fantasy. It really is. So, so well, I, I, let's go into some of the those shows you've been on, the movies you've been in and talk about those experiences, if you're comfortable with it. So I guess I'm going to start with sure. one of the big ones that I remember, I don't know when it was like, mid-2000s when I was like, oh, my God, that's Matt in the movie Leatherheads starring yeah, George yeah. Clooney. And not only were you in it, you didn't have like a cameo. You were like a big part. You were a big part of that movie. And it was freaking me out. So that's Matt. You know, I'm, sitting, I'm watching on screen. I had no idea. You know, we yeah. didn't have the social media back then. So tell me, first of all, how you got Leatherheads. And then let's get into some of your experiences, your memories of that movie and working with Clooney and Krasinski.
2: Yeah, they were awesome. And that was a really cool experience. Um, I got that. I was in the middle of um, doing a play in Los Angeles here. And L.A. theater is rough. It's not it's it's not New York or excuse me, some of these other some of these other cities. It's um, it can be very kind of not a lot of theater here, meaning that it's not a lot of good theater here. There's a lot of little houses and it's very what I'm, It's a very uh, uh, television and movie based city rather than theater. But I was doing a play, so I was really like I was really poor. I was really I just had tons of dialogue on the brain because when you're, when you you know work begets work. So I was kind of grinding through this play, and it was a, a really big part. And uh, I had this audition, and because I was in the middle of so much, so much, I think I had guest starred on, um sonic on a show or two and then leatherheads came up and i went in with casting and and i was put on tape but i didn't meet anyone uh-huh. i didn't meet anybody i met one lady one casting director she put me on tape we ran the scenes i kind of just ripped it because i was it's like what i what i mean about the play is i was oiled up my machine was oiled and ready sure. more than when you're when then when you're stagnant it's like doing 10 podcasts in a row you're going to be a little better yeah if you haven't done any you know what i mean you're gonna you know you you get tenure so i kind of ripped it and got a call and they called me within a week and said uh you're gonna you know you're going away for four months and that's how quick it happens it's not like this so i didn't meet george or any of the producers i didn't meet until i got to the carolinas and was like training some some uh some football some old 20s you know, football. We we started kind of training um, to get into the how they lined up, how they played back then. So we were doing that, and on came George, and it was pretty cool, man. I have a little story I'll tell you. He, um, which was really cool for me because it blew me. It blew me away. Can I say an f bomb here or there? Oh, Am I okay to swear? Or say you fuck guys? as okay. much as you
1: want to fucking say yeah, fuck.
2: Good. <laughs> good, love it. it fucking a, yeah. a, you fucking a, um, George, George. We were training, and he came on. Like you know, we hadn't even we hadn't even started the movie yet. Like I said, when I was only there. That was like that first week, and he he came on. He came in this warehouse. We were all kind of getting fitted or. And he, I said hello to him. I, I just remember him coming over, and, and he chose me off the tape. Wow! You know, he made it was he directed, so I knew that. So he came oh, he over to me and he directed that took movie. Me.
1: Oh, I didn't realize that. he directed
2: that. too. Yeah, he directed me and he starred in it. So it was really it was his baby. He was, it was such a such a such a cool thing to get that. And uh, he pulled me aside, and I just remember kind of looking at him, and he said, "Listen, um, I chose you." for this this role he said I chose you for this because you are perfect for this and he said and I'm kind of looking at him like you know I'm in this I'm in the middle of the Carolinas I had and he just George Clooney just pulls me aside I hadn't even met him and he was like he said your voice is magical (laughs) and you you belong in this and I just want you to know you know I'm really happy to have you here and I kind of just looked at him like you know, what the fuck is <laughs> how, really it's like it's like how did I get myself here? It's more of it. Right. Like there are times I've looked back and gone, How did I you know, I was in Framingham and just said, I'm I'm out. I'm gonna go try to act. And like I sometimes I, I look back at the at the choice and kinda you know, no, nothing none of nothing would have happened. if I didn't get up and follow that little thing inside. Which was big, it really and said. Get out there, go try. I, you know, get I, out there. So that I was an amazing that. experience to have him say that. He said, "You know, Hell I was yes. like, I mean, you know, George Clooney, right? Yeah, George Clooney, come on." So you were know, he, you? So I have to, makes it. Yeah.
1: I was just going to say. So were you intimidated working with him and with Krasinski Absolutely. and Renee Zellweger Absolutely. was in that movie? Mm-hmm.
2: Now, you, it's hard not to. Um, and and I appreciate you saying I had a big part, okay? Yeah. Or I had a, a nice part. And he, I remember when we did the billboard. You like late months and months and months after shooting, we all had to kind of meet, and we did the the uh, you know the billboard. What 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 you saw on the you know the yeah. team, whatever it is. That would trip me out. I'd see it up. I mean, billboards were here. I'd, I'd be like in traffic, man, look over on a bus next to me, and there's my face. There's <laughs> my face, dude, with George next to George. And a billboard, and like none of it makes, none of it made sense, and it does, you know, because I, like I said, I put myself here, and I, I've worked really hard to, to learn this craft. I didn't just come here to, like I really studied. I've been, I spent years when I got here studying how to do this, how, you know, which is just constant practice, you have to have, I think, a little talent, maybe. I think you do you do. But, you know, it's like most things you gotta do it over and over and over and over and over and over again and, and you get better. So some of that is like just trippy to be to have those experiences where I'm like
1: I have you to know. say, yeah, dude. Yeah. I, listening yeah. to you, I wish you could see my face as I'm listening to your story. Like my mouth is wide open, like jaw dropped, uh, because it's a gape. Yes, it's a gape. A- I love that word, a gape. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gape. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, like, yeah. for me, part of it's awe because I've I knew you as a as a young man and we were buddies and like I, I sit there and I'm like and like I said when I was watching that movie I was like that's fucking mad. I was like, that's so cool. Yeah. But the second part was is like, I don't know if you ever knew this about me, but you know, when I graduated college, I moved to California to be a stand up comic. And I, I ga- didn't know that. Yeah, I- yeah. And I gave it a year. And to this day, it's one of the regrets I have that I didn't stick through and and give it. And like mm. one of the things that I find just so amazing about what you've been saying so far as we're talking is that you didn't give up. Like, you said, this is what I want to do, and you did it. And I was a big pussy and said, I can't do it anymore, and gave up. And, you know, and like Dave saying, oh, I can see your face over there. Like, I'm doing great. My career's awesome. I have an awesome family. But there's a tinge of, like, also jealousy, Matt, when I'm talking to
0: you. Like, man, God, good on you, dude. Good on you. Ed, what I was going to say is most people don't even give it that year. You know, most people don't even take that shot. They just think of something that they, they think of it as something that they could never really do. So I give you credit for that. Not as much credit as Matt gets. But- right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll take that, Dave. I'll take that credit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, so, so, take what I can get, man. Yeah. Take what I can
1: get. So you've been on lots of amazing shows. Um, you were in the movie Twilight before I get to TV. Tell me about Twilight because I, I got to be honest oh, with gosh. you. I'm not a, I'm not a Fan yeah. of those movies, it's a little too angsty for me. But still, I, I'm very yeah. well aware of the huge franchise that that is, like one of the big movie franchises ever. So, what was that like?
2: You know, I'm gonna. I told myself, you know, I, this is my first podcast. To be honest with you, yeah. I haven't, I haven't uh, done done one. So, told myself I was going to be honest. Yes, you know, I was going to be. I think it's the best. Twilight for me was like a you know, I have a very small part. It was written a little bigger. Uh, I had another scene or two that got cut out of the movie. That that first movie in Twilight was, uh, no one knew how big it was going to be back then. Catherine Hardwick, I read for. Yep. She, um, when I read for Catherine, she just kind of, she was so, she fell for me for the role. Like she was like, this is my guy. And she pulled me, they wanted to do local hire in, um, Louisiana and in Canada, there was the, I had to go to. They wanted me in Louisiana for a couple of days and then go to Canada. They had me booked to go shoot and then they they kept can- canceling. So they they wanted a local hire, like I said, because it'd be a lot cheaper than flying me sure. in and out. And it was because it was a small role. But Catherine pushed for me. I ended up only doing one one day on the movie, but had been you know, booked and had flights and then they got canceled. And then this part, cause I, I play her stepdad. Yeah. So twilight for me, I didn't know that it was going to be that big. I got cut out of a bunch of it in the first one. I ended up passing on an offer for the fourth and the fifth one because they basically at that point wanted me to, um, come in and, uh, kind of be in almost like a glorified extra to come in for a month right. and kind of just kind of hang and be in the wedding and just kind of no dialogue. My manager and I at the time just, um, we just decided to pass on yeah. that. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't have like this experience on twilight that I can get in not, not near like working with George for four months, Sure, you know, literally watching him, you know, tackle somebody or run and then get up and direct himself and go by. I mean, I watched that is, you know, Twilight was like this machine that came in and they were over budget. And, uh, you know, it was like a rush, rush, like, let's get this thing shot. And it was a lot of kind of, so as big as that project was, I was just in a sense. And honestly, a lot of this has, to I was just lucky too, that Catherine really liked me. And I don't know like what that is in the rooms, in the audition rooms that happens where sometimes someone just likes you and, And that's kind of what I need always is someone that – because if 30 dudes are going in and we're all reading the same dialogue, how do they even know what's good? If you see the same dialogue, 30 in a row with 30 dudes, like how do you even know what's good? So I got to get – it's like getting lucky. You got to find a way around the word no that's so messed up like Um, i'm
1: thinking about like the the seinfeld episode these pretzels are making me thirsty right and how would different ways you can say that (laughs) you know it's like right Mm -hmm. uh so next Mm -hmm. question for you matt um you were in mad men and we've got a clip teed up here that we're going to play of you um and let's let's lead with the clip and then i'll ask my questions go ahead dave
0: Sure. So this yep. is from season three of Mad Men. It's an episode called "The Fog," and and our hero Don Draper is in the waiting room waiting for his baby to be delivered. And uh, Matt plays, uh, I guess, a serviceman here. Matt, were you in the- uh,
2: A in prison guard?
0: Oh, it's actually guard. A prison guard. I'm sorry, I saw the yeah. uniform. That's who, okay. Who was uh, okay. sitting with Don? Matt, you may be able to hear this. You may not. But we're going to take just a little listen to this. Here we go.
3: I'm Dennis Hobart
0: that's good to know
3: i haven't seen anybody in an hour what's going on
0: well we've had a shift change
3: my wife pam pamela hobart
0: she's fine the baby's breached we're calling in a specialist what didn't somebody get your permission
3: damn it what is with you people i don't know a damn thing
0: please don't raise your voice now i apologize but we need your permission
3: do whatever you have to do
0: we'll update you religiously i promise
3: this is not how I pictured it. Where's all the backslapping? You know, I brought this because I thought it'd be a party in here.
0: Holding up a bottle it's of not scotch, of course.
3: One. Right now? Whatever you want. I left work this morning. I've been here all day. I'm so bored. I even called in. Like the prison can't run without me.
0: So the two are sharing a drink now.
3: you done this before? Twice. And I never thought to bring a bottle. <laughs> what are we supposed to do? My daughter took forever. I remember being pretty worked up. And the nurse said, don't forget, your wife's in the boat and you're on the shore. The other one a boy? Yes. You throw the ball around? <laughs> not enough.
1: First of all,
0: yeah, unbelievable. I mean, is there? Any, I mean, we've we've got him on. We've got him on the phone, so, so obviously we we're biased to, to be a fan of yours, Matt. But he was that not a stolen scene? Did he not steal that scene? He Matt, did. Yeah, I, it was yeah. like
1: Matt's show, and I'm not just saying that because
0: I know Matt. Like, yeah.
1: That was amazing.
0: And by the way, do you know who the nurse was? Yeah, Lisa Simpson. There you yeah. go. <laughs> oh, Eddie, that a, that a She was awesome.
1: Uh, you know what
2: she said to me? You know what she said to me when we shot? This is really cool. I, I, if you, if you watch, that, that was, listen, man, I've been chasing, in a sense, that job, okay, for uh-huh. 10 years. Uh-huh. Because it is, I've had, I don't know, probably 15, you know, I've been probably on 15 shows since then, right? But, but you don't get... I don't, you don't get writing and you don't get characters like that every day. Especially, you know, I'm, I'm still grinding. Like, so as much as you guys, um, it's hard for me to look at it from where you're sitting or from like, because I'm in the middle of it and it's never enough and I'm not doing what I, you see what I'm saying? So it's hard for me to, to like, so that job, you know, she was awesome. I'll tell you what she said. We shot that whole thing in one day. So if you watch that whole episode, you know, we have four big scenes. We shot them in a row. I shot probably 15 hours straight on that, on that day. Um, and at the end of the day, I remember doing the last scene. We, sh- we shoot chronologically in that show that, that she said to me, because I was beat because I do drive all those scenes. She said, you are putting on a clinic in here. <laughs> You're putting on an acting clinic in here, man. And I kind of remember looking at her. This is 12 at night. I'd been there for 14 hours and trying to do that last scene, which was really emotional. And what happened is in the audition, I got very emotional. And Matthew Weiner hired me because of that. In that last scene, three scenes from there. And I ha- it, was a, it was probably one of the best experiences I've had in an audition room with a guy like Matthew Weiner, who not only created Mad Men, he was executive producer on Sopranos for a long time. This guy is a mogul. He's a beast of a, of a producer. To have a guy respond to me the way he did in the room is like, you know, those, those are things I'll never forget. I mean, I had the offer on that job like 30 minutes later. I just knew. There was nothing, that, no one was gonna take that from me. There was 30 to 40 guys there. I, was, I waited two hours to read. The producers were exhausted, they didn't know. I, I walked in and they said, listen, they said, Don't, they said, this guy is the life of the party. Don't play this guy, he's a prison guard. Don't be so serious, the whole thing, angry, serious. Right. And I just remember I was exhausted, waiting to read. Cause it's emotionally zapping you. Cause I'm out there waiting to get in there. And it just, it it, it knocks you around just the weight. And I just remember looking at Matthew Weiner. I said, let me try to give you something you haven't seen. And we just ripped those scenes. I got really, really emotional on that last scene. And then I wanted to do it on the day of shooting. And it didn't, it wasn't there the same. And I, because it, because emotions take us, we don't take them. So if I demand myself to be emotional, I'm going to have a tough I can do it as an actor technically now I can I can go I can find that but a lot of times if you're trying to do something and you're working that it's not going to happen that way right you got to do your work and, and let it go and allow the emotion to find its way in it's it's a tricky it's a tricky thing it's, I don't even know if I'm articulating it right, but if I demand myself for that, it's not going to happen.
1: Yeah, not, I mean, not. so so not only that, which I told you did it, you articulated it beautifully. But secondly, I got to imagine just the pressure of sitting there, and you're doing a scene with fucking Lisa Simpson and John Hamm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. like does that does again, that again? Again, no. Yeah, does that get yeah. in your head at all?
2: Um, I had done it so much work at that point on that on all I knew that dialogue so cold that I could have stood on my head and do it I didn't care what they did. They could have they could have put me in 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 the parking garage I I knew my stuff so cold that like, you know, so it wasn't it was a It was like doing a play actually I wasn't that nervous because I had done all the work at that point. So Occasionally, I'll look I'll look at people you know, I've worked with some people where I look at them and I'm, you know, Clooney and John Hamm. Yeah, for sure. You kind of look and, and you're like, man, but you just get over it. You, you you go, I'm here. They hired me. Like, this is, you know, do your job. Yeah. Do your job. Get out of that. Right. And get I, out of the ego. And you got it. You know, that's the, that's what I was talking about earlier. I, you know, I, and I still have to do that. Um, you know, and I anticipate, um, you know, the goal is to be in some positions that I, I haven't even thought about yet that. I'm gonna be working with someone that I'm, you know again gonna be you know really uh, famous you get and amazing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've worked with some good ones. Ed Harris kind of tripped me up a little bit. Oh I like, whoa, I was just gonna ask you, like, the, like who's the
1: who's the big ones that really worked with that you were excited about. So Ed Harris, go on.
2: Ed Harris was big. George, I mean, um, gosh man. I mean I've I've worked, I mean,, uh, that tripped me up. I would say mm, mm, you prepare up till that point. So George was one, and, and, and Mad Men was one I had to get over, meaning like the table read, sitting yeah. in front of the network. When when they hired me, I was kind of like, man, do I even belong here? And you've, you you got to kind of shake off. There's just so many cooks in the kitchen, and you know, it we're, we're just, it's you know you re, the, the, the the smaller I can make ask, like me that I'm not so. Just do the work. The yep. only thing that yep. gets me there is the work. That's yep. it. Yep. Nothing else matters. Yep. Go connect. Anything else is garbage. So I, I try to compartmentalize man, but that thing can creep up, you know, where I want them to like me. I can't. And I want Matt, this to parlay and do a bigger job. Right. Right. But if I if I go with that, you know, then Matt, I'm I, in.
0: Matt, I can't help but trouble. notice Matt, I can't help but notice that the scene, the, the scenes you did with John Hamm concludes with a scene. We were just watching it with the sound off here, but where your character, the prison guard uh, Dennis, says goodbye to to John, to you know Don, the Don Draper character, of course, and kind of says a couple niceties like "You're an honest man. You're a good man. It's going to be okay." And the irony yeah. is deep there because because Don Draper knows he's not an honest man. And for a moment, Don's, the character's face kind of changes, and and you realize this prison guard that's only spent, you know, a few hours with him has kind of taken him out of his veneer. And I don't want to uh, overanalyze this, but in a way, you as an actor were met with the challenge of going toe-to-toe with, you know— um, John Ham, and of course, uh, what's her name? Yeardley Smith, yes, uh, yeah, Lisa <laughs> Simpson, Lisa Simpson <laughs> right. tell, tells you that you nailed it, and so you know, and your character stands right up to John Ham, this like you know, big time ad executive. Um, so that must have been, uh, I, I wonder if there was something there, you know, but but you but your character, and I take it you have such confidence in that last scene that it it sort of bowls the, the other guy over.
2: Yeah. Well, again, I'm going to, I will also credit the writing. They, they really, I was, you know, again, I, I mean, the, you know, combined luck with, I was just had the, I was right. I was right for this. And, you know, um, what I, what I have as an actor that I'm, That differentiates me that I. It's like you have to know what you're selling, okay? Right? Anything we do, we have to know what we're selling. So if I'm selling dictionaries, I'm selling cars, I got to know the car, right? Yeah. Well, I got to know me. So what am I selling? I had that. So I go out for a lot of tough guy. I go out for a lot of, um, you know, kind of badass cop, detective, thug, uh, you know, a bad guy in some of these shows. But. A lot of times I don't I'm up against some cats that are some leathery Do like sometimes I don't feel that way. Okay, so the whole like I, it's it's always it's always about um, um What I'm selling there's a vulnerability for a guy like me that I have that a lot of guys like me don't necessarily have so where I think that my goal is, is finding roles or, or a role where I'm not just, it's like, it's having those both at the same time. So a lot of dudes who shave their head you have a few muscles or whatever, whatever it is, right? I look the cop, I look the detective role, right? But, but can you play on the other side? Can you really identify with them? Where do they go v- being vulnerable? So that's the, what I've attacked in my study to try to bring, but it's hard because a lot of roles I get don't really have a lot of room for that. They don't want you to be vulnerable. Right? If I'm selling guns and selling guns and drugs, right? They don't want me to have that, so I have to push that aside. So here comes a role like John, the, the Madman role, where I'm. they saying we need this guy to show that. We right. need him. So that's why I stole it. Yeah. Because dudes couldn't a lot of dudes couldn't do it. Right. But right. then you get me in a room where you need a hard ass gun drug runner. And dude, I'm up against guys like you can just see it's not about not being good. It's just they have so many choices. And we there's so many guys who can do that. Yeah. So i so that that's not my I don't know, like, it, you know, maybe I'm pigeonholing myself. I've played plenty of bad guys. I look in my res, I've played guys that are good, but it's just not my,
1: it's not what I'm... And knowing you, not, knowing it's not, you, it's true yeah. to who you are, too. You've always been just a sweetheart, not, yeah. you know, and like, you know... Well, there you go. Yeah. I'm not that tough. I'm not, I'm soft as puppy shit. Like uh, yeah, of course I got a. Te- of course I got.
2: Of course I got a temper. Right. And and I can and I can th- and I can throw my hands. There's no doubt about it. But I'm not that way, man. Yeah. I'm not a fu- I'm not no. trying to. That's not me. Yeah. So sometimes I'll go in these rooms, and I'm just not that guy. Yeah. They're looking for a guy that looks like I've been up. I had a I had a role. I was up for recently where, you know, he did. He was uh, triple murder, and I was on hold. Uh, to go and shoot actually on the east coast for like eight days um and it was um there was a show a sissy space did a show uh, i forget it's called castle rock yes i was up for castle rock for dude i was up for that for almost two weeks like they were half the room were like yes this is our guy because i shredded the audition but do i look like a guy that's up for double triple murder like can you go with a guy with a scar that's across his face right. that looks like he got hands like a you know a construction worker like um you understand what i'm saying so like you can always that dude walks in and it's like man right it doesn't matter right. you see what i'm saying so right. it, that's that's kind of you know why something like yeah. Mad, man worked
1: all right so matt i have two questions left for you and you've been an amazing guest all right so the first question is is what what's the dream what's the dream gig for you at this point you've you've been a working actor for what 15 years more than that so 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 what's 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 the dream gig now you've done some huge things so what's the dream
2: there isn't there isn't you know i've been writing i've been writing and trying to figure out because i've been here a long time and i'm just uh committed to doing this and i was you know i've been ready to quit more than once, right? And this year, was a tough year. Last year, really, the last couple of years have been tough. I've been teetering on letting it, on letting it go. Had some... Um, so, a dream gig, man, it becomes, from where I'm sitting, I, I just want to be working more. Yeah. And for, you know, I just want to be working more consistently. Um, so, is there... I don't really have an answer to that. Yeah. I feel like that would have to find me and I've now... You know, come to a point where I. I, This is what I'm doing. This is what I've chosen to do, and and this is what I'm. This is it.
1: I'm going to do this. Don't fucking give up. I have to figure
2: out things in the meantime. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do Mm -hmm. not fucking give up. I'm telling you. The other thing. No. No, man. Yeah. No. So yeah, yeah. You're really talented, and I'm not just saying that because I know you. But you're very, very talented. And don't pull an Ed and fucking give up after a year and regret doing that shit. (laughs) Um, uh, (laughs) But um, but you know the next the next question I have is really um, how small is the community? The reason I ask is that you and I both went to high school with Andrea Burloff. Do you Mm -hmm. did you know her in high school?
2: Yeah. So to I, didn't, see, I, you know, no, I don't really know her and I know she, yeah, is doing unreal things unreal as a writer. things. And yeah. I so mean,
1: she just yeah, directed that yeah, movie, I mean, The Kitchen, that's in the movie, that, that the, the theaters right now. Yeah. And so like, yeah, I was, I've been chatting be with be her a little right bit. On, yeah. yeah. I've been chatting with her a little bit on Instagram and I, I thought in my head, like Maddie's a Framingham guy. She's a Framingham gal. Is there, do they talk to each other or is it just that it's so big no. out there?
2: No, like she's um, doing her thing and like, it's so different. I could never, for me to, no, I mean, there's no, <laughs> you know, listen, if Andrea said, I remember Matt, he'd be so good in this movie I'm doing. You don't think, of course I'd be like, where do I go? Let me read, let me <laughs> right. read on that Andrea. But, right. But I would, you know, no, there's no, there's like no, yeah, there's no, it's a very, she's producing, writing films, and, the, and at the level she's doing it now, uh, they're packaging people in that. They're getting names. I understand what that looks like mm-hmm. and how difficult that is to, to segue, to bridge that, to bridge that gap. It's a massive gap there. So, I'm a, I mean, look, let's just be real. I'm a guest star actor. I've been making a living. I've done some movies, but I'm a guest star actor actor i've recurred on a few shows i just recurred on animal kingdom but the role wasn't wasn't even that big john wells knew me um i was up for shameless i almost got shameless that show that's been on 10 years it was down to me and a guy for for a a major role i'd have been 10 years on that show but he got it i tested for network like i've i've run the gamut out here and gotten slammed man been up for a lot of stuff and not gotten most of it um but let, let me just I'll, let me finish by saying this. Right, there's two things that go on at the same time. There's a dichotomy. One is that, one is that if you told me 17 or 19 years ago, I've been out here about 19 years. If you told me, sat me down, and showed me my resume right now, and said, "Matt, you're studying. You just started your acting classes. You're gonna do all of this in the next 18 years." I wouldn't even have believed you, right? And I would, have been, I would have been dumbfounded that I've been able to work and, like, I mean, fall on my face for years in rooms until I really started to understand how to do it, right? Yeah. But simultaneously, it's not even close to what I – like, at the same time, it's like I'm trying to get a gig like you
1: – I mean, I'm
2: going in today on Supergirl. I was just oh. in on a new show – on All Rise for CBS two days ago, waiting to hear on that. I was up for that one, for an episode. Like I'm still grinding, trying to make my insurance, trying to make a little money, pay my rent. Right, and that's the fact of it. So you got those two things going on at the same time. Yes, man. I'm proud of what I've done, and I, and it, and it's a it's it's a lot of work. But man, I'm not uh.
1: like
2: I'm not doing like I'm not doing what I can do. Like and. For me, that's like I just love what I do, man. It's so challenging. It's as big as the night sky. Yeah. It gets man. bigger and bigger for me.
1: Yeah. You know, you know I gotta to, tell to go you. And, mm-hmm. First off, from the, the Jewishest part of my soul, I tell you a, a hearty muzzle tov on your on your career. Thank you. Like, Thank seriously, you. like honestly, if I could step on a glass for you, I would right this second. Because I'm I so I'm it. so fu- I'm yeah. right. I'm so proud of you. And honestly, like if it means anything, you've got a huge fan in me and and sitting here and I and I've been admiring what you've been doing from afar. To all the producers out there who listen, Andrea, if you're listening, Maddie is the man. <laughs> Maddie is the goddamn man, right? And and Andrea, hire me too. I'll come and do your movies. <laughs> Uh Maddie and I is, together. Uh, yeah. Maddie and I together. All right,
0: secondly. This is the man who blew Lisa Simpson's skirt up. Right, That's exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh lastly, one last question least, uh, last and we're
1: yeah. done. I know I said two but there's three. I just have one final question. Is being an yeah, actor yeah. in Hollywood the elixir for woman that I think it is? Is it like that nectar <laughs> that that pulls you in babe after babe or am I just dreaming things? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh boy! You put me right on. Right, yes. You <laughs> had to get. You had to get one. Is this where I sound the bell? Yeah, <laughs> right. That's bell. where you sound the bell. <laughs> All right, sound
1: the bell. It's um, over. I won't make you there answer. Is,
2: there is a. Um, I'll say. I'll say. Look. It, nothing is nothing. Nothing is as it seems. Okay. Nothing is as it seems. Oh. However, the 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 choices out here the amount of you know this city is thrives on youth yes it thrives on the next thing the next young thing so so the turnover here and the amount of sure man like i I don't have kids i haven't had kids i don't have a wife i've never been married i've had some some long you know i've had some some relationships but i've remained single so i've been you know there's a it's Yes, there's a lot of that going, there's a lot of that, but doesn't that, you know, it's, it's the grass is always greener. Man. Right. So I look at guys with, you know, I got guys with some families and there's something, man, about um, putting in your, like, um, ha- uh, having a burden to carry, like giving yourself a burden. When you have a family and I saw that, you know, all your picks in yeah. Africa, like, dude, I don't have... You know, there's a, there's a, there's a sacrifice. There's yeah, a sacrifice that I right. made. And, and at this point, so we're talking about that. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm, you know, 45 years old. There's part of me now that starts to think about having a partner and something more stable and more. Yeah. There's a lot of that out here, dude, but it is a lot of garbage. Yeah. A lot of crap. Yeah.
1: You know, awesome. A lot of
2: nonsense. A lot of nonsense.
1: Too, <laughs> I love the sound effects. Uh, yeah. Look, Matt. I thank you, for A, for getting up at 6.30 in the morning your time to chat with me, but second, for being fucking awesome. Like, honestly, I, I can't oh, tell hey, you again boy. enough. Like, I'm so... A, it's great to chat with you again after all these years, but B... I, I want you to know, like, I'm so, I've been so proud of you and I really have been. And when Mike Winter told me that he had been you know, friends with you all these years, I was like, kept asking him. I don't know if he ever told you that I kept asking about you and seeing you up there and doing what you do, like, keep going, man, you, you fucking rock. Um, Thanks. Buddy. Yeah, man. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, for, yeah, having Thanks
2: yeah. for having me on. Thanks, guys, for having me on. Again, and, you
1: Matt know, Bushell. Really
2: enjoyed
1: it. Yep, Matt Bushell, B-U-S-H-E-L-L. You can find him on IMDb. Matt, you want any social channels you want people to know about?
2: Uh, Well, I guess my Instagram. I'm so terrible at that. I need to get better. good. 1234 I think, is my Instagram. Yep. So, I don't know. You know, cool. I could probably stand to, to to improve on that. So, yeah
1: right on matt you're the man awesome, thank man. you and i to my audience i ask with after this fucking awesome episode
0: are you not entertained what remind people where they can <laughs> find you ed. at ed
1: nathanson on twitter ed underscore nathanson on instagram redpilltalent.com ed nathanson on linkedin see you soon my friends I am not only talking to a friend that I haven't talked to, talk talking talk to. I was an English major in college.